You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. My friends, it is that time of week. Welcome back to another episode of the Torah Sparks Podcast. Thanks for listening and tuning in. By the way, if you do like this content, please share it with others who might find it interesting, inspiring, motivating. If someone will like it, share it. Sharing is caring. The title of this week's podcast is called A Pound of Feathers. And I have a question that I'm going to put out. And it goes like this. It's You might have heard it before, maybe in third grade, maybe in first. What's heavier, a pound of bricks or a pound of feathers? Think about it. I mean, right? When you, when you hear this question, which you probably heard a million times, maybe two million, it's natural to jump to the obvious conclusion. What do you mean? A pound of bricks versus a pound of feathers? Of course a pound of bricks is going to be way heavier than a pound of feathers. I mean, think about it. A brick, a feather? But, but of course you're wrong because if you have a pound of bricks and a pound of feathers, that means they both weigh a pound, which means you have a, enough feathers to equal the amount of however much a pound of bricks is, which is a pound. So it's the same exact. It's not heavier. Which one is heavier? Right? It's not heavier. It weighs exactly the same. It's a trick question. Huh. So now let me, let me change the question. Take out the pound of bricks and take out the pound of feathers. What's heavier? In other words, what's worth more? Honoring your parents or sending away the mother bird from her nest? Nest, right? I just gave you two random mitzvahs, right? When you hear the question, again, you might naturally jump to the conclusion, well, what do you mean? The bigger mitzvah, uh, I would assume, is keep it of aim. That's like huge. It's it's one of the ten commandments, after all. Right? My parents are my parents, and a bird is it's a, it's a simple animal. So yeah, shidul I get it. It's a nice mitzvah, but it, it, when you put it up against keep it of aim, I mean, it doesn't compare. But then... What, what happens when you see, there's a, actually a Gemara at the end of Chulin, 142a, which describes that the reward for both of these mitzvos, for Kibbut of Aim and Shiluch HaKain, are actually exactly the same. The Torah says, your days will be lengthened so that it will be good for you. So again, I, I rephrase that, I, I, I restate that question. What's heavier? What's worth more? Is Shiluch HaKain worth more? Is Kibbut Avim worth more? And you know what the real answer to this question is? On our simple physical level, it's Lo Yadati. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know which one weighs more. I don't know what's heavier. You see, Hashem set up the Torah in a way that we don't know the value for each mitzvah. We do not know what is worth more, or if you could even say, quote-unquote, less. If you think about it, it's, it's an ingenious way of structuring a successful platform for ultimate growth and development, right? If we were to know exactly how much reward is given for each mitzvah, we would neglect to practice the seemingly smaller mitzvahs and only focus on the 
larger, right? The heavier, the more valuable mitzvahs. It, it, it's like such a brilliant way of setting up the system is that we don't know what's worth more. Something might appear heavier, might look bigger. Whoa, there's, uh, you know, dying Al-Kiddush Hashem and wearing tzitzis. So one seems much bigger than the other. But we don't know. We don't know the schar. We don't know the reward for each mitzvah. And it's different for each person. What's big, perhaps, what's a big mitzvah for somebody would be considered small for somebody else. And what's small for one yid would be considered big for another. A beautiful um, mushal. A parable to explain this is from a real-life example with the LSATs, the law school admission test. It's a great analogy for this idea. The LSAT contains five sections, but only four sections are scored. The extra unscored section is known as the experimental section, which is used to pretest new test items that will appear on future LSATs. And the result of the test taker's performance are used to determine future scoring scales. Although one of the sections does not count for the final score, as a test taker, you have no idea, right? You have no idea as a test taker which section, which, excuse me, which section is the experimental section and which is the one that's going to be Graded. You're forced to do your best and try your hardest on each and every section because you don't really know what's going to be graded or not. And it's similar but also different when it comes to mitzvahs, right? Because we're obviously, none of them are experimental in the sense of, yeah, meaning it's just not graded. Everything that we do gets re- gets rewarded from it. Everything gets a, gets a grade, that's for sure. But the point is, and where it's similar to this analogy, is that we don't know the full value. We don't know what's going to be scored. We don't know at what point, at which mitzvah that I'm going to do at this point of the day. We don't know what's going to receive this amount of reward and what's going to receive a smaller amount of reward, right? So we don't know. It's, 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 again, it's important that we realize that Every mitzvah that we do is scored. We just don't know the value for each one. And it gives us this unique, incredible opportunity to do our best and put in great effort for each and every mitzvah. In order for a person to be shalim b'mitzvos, Hashem made it that we don't know which mitzvahs are smaller or larger. You can look at the Rabbeinu Yonah, Perkyavos 2.1 for um, an idea related to this. Rashi, the beginning of this week's Parsha, Parsha's Ekev, he explains that the Torah is warning us, it says, it's warning us not to trample on the smaller mitzvos. Rather, we must hearken to the, all the mitzvos and treat each one with the utmost care and dignity. We are not a nation composed of pickers and choosers. We don't just select various mitzvos to perform and give it our all for that ignoring and neglecting the other ones that are seemingly inconsequential. We don't do that. Rather, we are a people of doers. We are movers and shakers. We value our relationship with the creator of the world and treat all of his mitzvos as important. We don't really know the schar. We don't know the true value for each mitzvah. You know, there's a beautiful halacha that Mishnah brings down in the Shulchan Aruch Archaim, Simon 90, Sifkatan 90, Sifkatan Chaf Ches 28. The Mishnah Berurah brings a fascinating halacha from the Tshuvah Sredvaz. 
He brings down that if a Jew is told by a non-Jewish leader that he can only pray with a minion on one day of the year, the Jew should not wait. Again, what would you think he should do? You would think, hey, maybe he should wait until Yom Kippur, right? Or Parim to pray. What do you mean? Those days, first of all, Yom Kippur, Ne'ilah, and Yom Kippurim, I mean, the day, those days of Tefillah, the incredible Kayach HaTefillah, are mag- magnificent. But no, 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 no. The halachas don't wait until then. Rather, he should pray on that very day. And perhaps the message in this halacha, or one of the messages in this halacha, is the same as we've been discussing tonight, today, or tonight, afternoon, wherever you listen to this, however you listen to this. We don't truly understand the value for each mitzvah, for each act of kindness, for each prayer. It doesn't matter what it is. Naturally, we would think praying with a minute during the Elon Yom Kippur surely outweighs a regular Minchash Mun Esrei on a random Tuesday afternoon. But the truth is, lo yadati, we don't know. Who knows? But it could be that your short Shmona Esrei during Mincha on a random Tuesday indeed is worth more to Hashem than your prayer in Shul during the Elah on Yom Kippur. Again, it could be not, but it might be. So much so that you don't push off. If you're given the opportunity to pray, Davin today. Don't wait for Yom Kippur. Don't wait for Parim. May we find the fortitude to give it our all for every mitzvah that we do, and may we merit the great reward that surely awaits us. What that reward is, who knows? What the reward is for each thing? Not sure. Lo yadati, but that's okay. It's a system designed for us to give it our all, no matter what it is that we are doing. May Hashem give us the strength to do that. Thank you for listening to an episode, another episode of the Torah Sparks podcast. Please leave a review, leave a, a five-star rating. I mean, if you like this stuff, just give me some five stars. Yep, press that five-star button. Anyways, Amir Tashem, we'll see you next week. Thank you.